welcome to episode 64 of Tea in the Treetops podcast. Philippa and this is the official podcast of the Tiama Treetops book review blog and today it's Wednesday and it's October 17. Yes we've nearly made it to the end of the year. We're still alive. I know just. Yep, we ain't dead as Granny <laughs> Weatherwax may say. Um, so this week um, this episode we have a lot to talk about because it's been a little while. That's uh, right. We've actually got um, an interview with Stephen Lochran, Aussie author, um, to play you in a little bit. Um, and then after that, we're going to talk about the, a few uh, events that have been going on in Brisbane lately and it, that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And we'll catch up on what we've been reading and what we're going to be reading soon. Um, so first, I'll just say that if you enjoy listening to our podcasts and you'd like to basically encourage us to do more of them since we're so <laughs> bad at remembering to do them, uh, we're just a bit flat out. But you can you can help us to... Our whole podcast runs on coffee, so you can help us out by <laughs> buying us a coffee. You can go to teaintheetreetops.com and click on the button that says buy us a coffee, <laughs> funnily enough, and take you to the coffee website. You can put in a couple of dollars. Thank you. We will love you forever. And I also just wanted to say at this point a really big thank you to um, Kelly, Diva Book Nerd on Twitter and, and DM from Bookish Friends Podcast. Or give us a shout out on Twitter. Thank you so much. We love you. Okay, so first up, we might do we might um, play the interview. So sure. Stephen, I, I do talk about this during the interview, but he is the author of the Paladero series, which we've talked about. Um, mm-hmm. I've told you've that you told about. me about. And one day I will read them because they yeah. do sound very good. They're great. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll here we go. I'll play it for you now. Hi everyone, it's Annie here. Um, you might have, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, you might have heard me in particular talking about the Paladero series over the years, um, starting way back in 2016 with The Writers of Thunder Realm, which is the first book in the series. And the third That's book, right. The Edge of the World, was has um, been published this year by Hardy Grant Egmont. And so today I'm very pleased to welcome to the treetops Aussie author Stephen Locker. And welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Um, I'm excited to talk to you because I've been loving reading your books over the years. I think when we first um, found out, of, well, like I first discovered your book by just reading about what was coming up in the next six months, one of our, our lists of what's coming up, and I thought it sounds so intriguing <laughs> to have. <laughs> so, so rather than me trying to um, explain what the series is about, would you be willing to give like kind of an elevator pitch? Yeah, for of course. So the, the way that I always... Uh, describe it is that it's about cowboy knights who ride dinosaurs, okay. uh, which I, I tend to think uh, helps get people's imaginations going. But it's about uh, a young man. He's 15 years old. His name's Joss, and he's uh, grown up an orphan. He lives in Thunder Realm, where he's apprenticed to a, a paladero with aspirations of becoming one himself. Mm-hmm. And that that means that he he herds dinosaurs like cowboys would herd cows. But um, when That's so cool. da- when yeah, <laughs> but when uh, danger threatens the realm, he he's sworn uh, a paladero is sworn to to come to the to the aid of of the kingdom. So it's it's sort of yeah, it's a combination of being a, a cowboy and a knight um, taken from paladero being a combination of uh, paladin and vaquero, the Spanish word for cowboy. Oh, right. And it was just yeah, it was just sort of it was an idea that I had way back in 2007 actually, in a completely different story. Yep. Um, but that's um, that 
sort of transformed a little bit through various manuscripts and, and until finally settling into this form. Wow, okay. That's awesome. So so in the series the um the group of, of young people who are the um apprentices or the you know, trainee basically paladeros are travelling around to um a bunch of different locations. So you've got, you know, the tundra and the um the mountains where the pterosaurs are and the flying. Um, did you use like um locations on Earth as a you know, inspiration for these places? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. I, um, I I I talk about this actually in a lot of the um, school presentations I do. Where yeah. I when when I was starting out in writing, it, it was one of these things of um, write what you know was always a piece of writing advice that always used to confuse me because I thought that meant that it would just be I'd just be writing stories about you know a kid who played a lot of video games and watched a lot of television, read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I got older, I kind of realized that you didn't have to just. It wasn't just sort of a case of journal writing or just writing a memoir it was a case of drawing on elements of your life to inform your writing so uh, i remember when i was writing the first book um in the series uh my family and i we went to sri lanka for for a holiday and um uh we actually went to uh sigiria rock which is this giant uh, mountaintop fortress uh, that was built hundreds of years ago and um, the way that you, st- you so you'd climb up the side of the mountain and you'd get to this um, set of stairs which were called the lion's paws and so these there's these two giant lion's paws that have uh, been sculpted from rock and centuries ago it used to be that you would enter the, the fortress through a lion's mouth and so oh, wow. the lion's mouth yeah the lion's head is actually gone now but the lion's paws are still there and being in that location I found really inspiring I actually ended up using that as a location in the book where instead of it being lion's paws it actually ended up becoming a place called dragon's tail right. and you and the characters actually enter through a giant sculpted head of a, of a dragon in its mouth wow. and it was sort of the case of, of taking that real world location and uh, having it be a become a place in the story it, and it doesn't necessarily have to have been something as exotic as that i remember being six years old and playing uh on a, a playground growing up uh, in Sydney, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was made of scaffolding, and to six-year-old me, it seemed really huge. It seemed like this immense tower, and I remember I have a very clear memory of playing on that uh, with my friends, and we were sort of you know defending the, cha- the tower from invaders. Oh, right. And that that actually ended up becoming a location in the book as well. That's where Tower Town comes from, this giant scrap metal skyscraper. Right. So it, it yeah, it's very much a case of drawing on these these very sort of evocative memories from across my life and and giving them a bit of a, a fantasy twist yeah yeah well that's it comes across really well in the book i think when you um like in descriptions of real world places you can really tell that um that's a, it's a much more physical kind of feeling when you're reading it like a you know it's almost like watching a movie you can see oh, yeah. it in the um in the descriptions so yeah oh, i'm really glad job. to hear that thank you <laughs> that's <was> good <laughs> thank you so um, you've got like a few different characters who are the sort of main um, group of characters who go on the adventures that they're on, um, and it's quite a diverse range of characters. Like you've got people dealing with um, childhood abandonment, like he- Hero was his parents left her when she was young. We've got obviously Drake, who's transgender. Um, Joss is from a destroyed island nation and has no idea where he's from. Um, so how? 
how like he goes through a lot of growth obviously as the book's going on which is fantastic but I, I just wondered how important is it do you feel it is to you for authors in particular to include a really a diverse range of realistic kind of characters in their books yeah well I, I think it's it's fundamentally important I remember um at one point because when I was writing the first book I'd actually conceived of it in an entirely different way and Joss the main character was actually a supporting character in a completely different story and I did it did I did wonder about whether or not I should you know uh, alter his his background or uh, adapt him in any way in, in turning him into the main character and I thought that, that would be a very sort of you know disingenuous and and just uh, wrong-headed thing to do um, so I, ma- I maintained him as, as he was and uh, one of the things that I, I, one of the ways that I've best heard it articulated is um, by author Melissa Keel in an interview. Uh, I think it was actually a column that she wrote for The Guardian, where she said that everyone deserves to see themselves as the hero, and that was something that wasn't really prevalent when I was growing up. Heroes were all very generic looking and all cut from the same cloth, and that just strikes me as not just being very exclusionary, but also very boring. And so I wanted to create something that, a, you know, a wide variety of people can, can see themselves in, can identify with and, and find a hero for themselves. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, it's great for, um, especially with the age group of this series, probably being a bit younger than a, a real young adult kind of thing. Like I, to me anyway, I don't know if yeah. you meant that, but, it, but for teens especially to be able to see themselves in the story is a really important part of their growth as well yeah and I, I hope that it also opens up minds of, of uh, readers who wouldn't necessarily um, identify with those characters themselves but then you know gives them a better sense of perspectives that they hadn't previously considered yeah so yeah it, it's definitely it's a, it's a conscious choice but I hope that it's not an ex- like, it doesn't come across as, as preachy or anything I hope that it's woven into the text in a very natural way. Especially the part with um, with Drake, when they went to the, the tundra, kind of, um, now... Uh, no, that's okay. In, in the, the second book, tundra. Yeah, not, yeah, in the second book, when they're visiting um, Drake's family, and um, mm-hmm. he's obviously having trouble with, you know, they're having trouble accepting him for who he is. They don't want, you know, they, and eventually they do, like, kind of... Th- I thought that was really... That was really well. Like I don't, I don't actually know anybody in that position, but I would imagine <laughs> that it would, that would be um, a really and like an ideal way for things to turn out. Like I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's happy. Yeah. It's happy. It's well, all happy. Oh well, I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that that's the case because it was something that I wanted to make sure that I got the balance of right. Where I didn't want to, ha- I didn't want to gloss over it. I didn't want it to be schmaltzy. I didn't want it to be a clean or simple kind of solution. I wanted to, it to feel like it, it, it was something that the, the characters were all wrestling with of, of how to, to, to go about things the right way, especially in a fantasy world that isn't like ours, that isn't that doesn't have the contemporary language around those issues yeah. that and doesn't um, necessarily know how to deal with those issues sensitively. Yeah. But I also want it to be something that, you know, a, a, a modern reader could... Um, take some comfort in and and uh, draw some strength from if, if possible uh, moving on to book three i just wanted to say that 
uh, without going into any spoilers or anything. They have a, a great sort of um, building up, you know, climax in that book and ends on a huge cliffhanger with major stuff going down everywhere. Um, how long do we have to wait to find out what happens in book four? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I'm, I'm working on book four at the moment, and we're um, aiming for a 2019, uh, 2019 release, mm-hmm. which is all dependent on me making my deadlines, uh, which is a bit of a challenge these days because yes. uh, we do have a, a two-year-old uh, running around the house, and I do also work full time. So wow. it's yeah. a case of yeah, it's, it's a case of trying to um, to keep all those things balanced. But I'm definitely working as hard as I can to make sure that we get it out for, for 2019. Excellent. So no fingers pressure. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in it, I want to make sure that we yeah, resolve that cliffhanger as quickly as possible for people, but. At the same time, I do kind of like the idea of, of um, you know, people having to hang on in that kind of excruciating unknown for just a little while, at yeah, least. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> and is, um, is book four going to be the final, the last? It, it is, yeah. So it, the, the plan is, I think that um, uh, we actually, we, it, book three ends with the line to be concluded, and, and that's the idea, is that right. book four wraps everything up. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a quartet. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well, um, well, I think I think that's all I had to ask you about the books. I just I forgot, I was going to mention at the beginning, but I didn't get to. You're originally from Brisbane, is that right? I yeah, that's right. I, I um, so I was born in Brisbane, and uh, we moved around a bit when I was a kid. So we, I spent some time in Sydney and in New Zealand. All right. Okay. And then yeah, then we moved back to to Brisbane, and I. Uh, ended up going to high school on the Sunshine Coast. I went to Sunshine Beach High. Right. Okay. Uh, which, which uh, now that I live in Melbourne, people always think that um, it sounds like I grew up in Summer Bay, yeah, which I, basically was the case. It does kind of sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I went to QUT. I went to QUT. I studied um, creative writing there as part of the creative industries degree. Yep. So yeah, um, uh, Queensland born and bred, basically. Fantastic. We love our Queensland authors. Um, so yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> so when you'll have to come back up for a, a Brisbane Writers Festival or something. To, oh to yeah, I'd love everybody. to. Absolutely, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. I remember um, volunteering at the, the Brisbane Writers Festival back in like two thousand two, three, something like that. Oh, okay, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been doing it for a few years now too. It's a it's a really good fun. Anyway, um, before we finish, I have to ask you, um, what are you reading at the moment? Would you do you have you read anything recently that you'd like to recommend? everyone yeah i'm i'm um reading the new jasper ford at the moment which oh. i've just started and um i'm also uh reading a david bowie biography which is a stack of david bio david bowie biographies that i have been making my way through wow. okay <laughs> yeah. um and then oh, i'm trying to think of have uh, children of blood and bone just recently oh yeah i've got absolutely that. amazing I've got that on my shelf i keep meaning to try and get to yeah it. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. So I'd, I'd, I'd heartily recommend that. Okay, great. I think Philippa will heartily agree with you. <laughs> she, she loved that when she, <laughs> she's read it recently too. She said she loved it. So Yeah, great. absolutely amazing world building, which is always something that, I don't know, I, I always, whenever I encounter an a, amazing new world, I'm always a bit jealous that I didn't come up with it myself, but at the same time I, I find it really exciting. Yep. Awesome, thank you. Oh, well, um... Thank you so much for chatting to me today. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading book four, which I believe is called The Champions of the Blade. Is that right? 
That's right, yeah. Yeah, and so when it comes out in 2019, I'll be all over that. Um, so <laughs> thank you very much for your time. And I'll have, oh, thank you. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon, hopefully. <laughs> Will do. Thanks very much. There you go. Um, thank you so much, Stephen, for, um, for talking to me on the phone. Um, I really enjoyed having a chat with you about it. So if you're looking for someone, uh, looking for a present for your sort of young teen kind of maybe a little bit older age group than a middle grade kind yep. of range, um, check out Paladero series. There are three books out and the fourth one will be coming next year. Um, and yeah. Surely that it. sounds like it's snaring some reluctant readers. I really hope so. It's mm. really, it's top-notch adventure and yeah. just some great sort of teen, young adult mm-hmm. related issues that are dealt with. So, um, yeah, I really think it's one of the underrated kind of releases of the last few years. So, yeah, um, it also seems that. like it would probably be good for some big kids that never actually grew up. Like me? Yeah. <laughs> I was more thinking yeah. boys, like men oh, that don't read, right, yeah. that could, you know, still like a bit of dinosaur action. Yeah, well... Uh, when I was looking up some information on the, on um, Stephen and his yeah. books, he rec- he said that he uh, had a lot of influence from or some influence from video games. So he was talking about Skyrim and um, a few other games that he'd been playing, mm. and I really got the feeling that that was part of it as well, like the mm. big landscapes kind I of. I wonder yeah. if he's checked out the latest WoW expansion, where one of the horde zones is just filled with giant dinosaurs. Really? Yes. Mm. Mm. Yes, I'm trying really hard not to resub to, to World yeah, of Warcraft don't. at it's the moment. It's become a time sink. <laughs> it's become a time yes. sink when I didn't need it. I don't have enough time to read, let alone play mm. games. But anyway, anyway, thank you very much, Stephen. And everyone should go and read his books. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next, uh, we at the beginning of September, mm-hmm. we went to the Brisbane Writers Festival. We did. Um, I was there all weekend on the info desk, which was a lot of fun. It was different to my usual position. Yeah. Um, usually I'm doing ushering, ushering so I get yep. to see some of the sessions. Mm-hmm. But this time I was just um, standing around down in the, you know, the knowledge walk there and helping people yep. get to where they needed to be, which was actually really good fun. So, um, But I did get to see a few sessions. We we went together to see Veronica Roth. We did. We went night. on the Thursday night session, and that was really good because you hadn't read Carve the Mark then, had no, you? I hadn't. No, I so, but I, I had, and I'd read mm-hmm. the second one. Yes. Had I finished it? I can't remember. I must have. I'm pretty yeah, sure I, I finished had, it. Yeah. Um, but I really, I don't know, I really admired her and I admired her more after watching her. Like considering yeah, her first book was published at like the age of 21, she was very young, you know, and she's had to cop a lot of flack, like, you know, and it yep. doesn't look like it's killed her as a person like she's come out and she looks like she's come out quite strong engaging yeah she is she is um yeah i i was really i really admire what she's done and considering i mean you've read carve the mark now yep considering she copped a lot of flack for that series as well yep for apparently dismissing people's pain and apparently being racist and all sorts of things i just yeah i'm really bewildered and puzzled by that because that is not the message that i feel that that book gives across at all and i think it was a really thoughtful and really thought-provoking way of exploring topics that you know can be done in a safe manner and she she during the the session she was actually talking about um like the the main character of carve the mark has like a her special gift i guess is that she's 
gives pain. She has she is constantly in pain, and then she can and she put touches, it on other people. It, yeah, it, she passes that pain on. So yeah. she was talking about putting her own chronic pain condition yes. into the book, which I thought was a, an amazing way of you know putting your own experiences into a story. That's right, and I think sometimes sensitive topics are really well discussed in a fantasy setting because yeah. it does allow. For, like we need to if if you can't explore these sorts of things in literature like when do you ever get to explore them like it's a really good way of of being able to put a message across and 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 authors have been doing it forever like the amount of political messages that have come through you know george orwell was really well known for that as well like it's it's really important and i i don't know i'm very disappointed with the the negative nelly bandwagon that happens on goodreads sometimes these days because i think this book really got this series really got caught up on it and it really didn't deserve to um, I'm a little confused. Like I meant to look up some of the negative reviews just to see what they were actually on mm. about because they were talking, like you were saying that they had accused her of being racist, but yes. the two, in Carve the oh. Mark, there were, there were two different um, oh. cultures that live on the same planet Yes, and they are basically butting heads because of territory yeah. and whatnot. But they're, they're two very distinct kind of cultures, different cultures that have each a valid and neither neither of them are bad or you know they're not put across as being the bad guys or anything like that like i I honestly feel that whoever did that either did it for some clickbait for blog hits or um the alternative didn't finish the story and just decided to make an assumption yeah so the main complaint i think what people say and again i don't feel like they actually finished book one to come up with this idea is that the Thuzovits or whatever that is called? It has been quite a while since I've read them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fair skinned and white, and they're very good. And then the Shotites or Shotets. Shotet, yeah. They're they're dark skinned, and um, you know, and we're automatically putting the bad guys in a dark skin. And this is you know, this is racism that people are inherently passing on. And basically, like to me, that's actually not the right way to take it anyway, because. The main character or protagonist, Syrah, she is a showtet. And, uh, I mean, other than having, yes, one bad ruler, which is her father yeah. and brother, you know, those two, the rest of the race is actually, they have their own culture and spiritual connection <laughs> with the current. And it's actually a very respectful and beautiful people. Yep. And I think that that is handled in a very lovely manner. And you don't actually get that much from the other side of it because you don't really spend too much time with the – you spend it with characters but not with the other culture. It's yeah, just part right, of the bigger, yeah. like, civilization. Yeah. Well, you um, sort of get the feeling that they're a bit they're, – they're, they're ice flowers or whatever they're called are, yeah. are, are drugging them a little bit. Like, they, it's like – not, not drugging them, no, but, you know, but they're, they've got, they're they've calm. Got less, they're like peaceful yes, kind of people they because are, they've got these flowers. And they are very them. peaceful, but they're also seen as a bit country bumpkin-y, like, yeah. you know, by the rest of the the different planets. So I, I found that was, their, that was number one complaint, which was brought on a lot. And the other was apparently she completely dismisses what chronic pain is by calling it a gift because in this fantasy world they all have gifts. Yeah from the thread and they're saying that's a dismissing of like to call but she also but, calls it a curse but i know and that's... this is what i think is just hilarious because i feel like if you actually read and comprehended because i feel like the lack of comprehension must be high or it's just to try and get some clickiness to your 
I don't know, some hits. I, I honestly don't know, but I feel like it was actually handled very sensitively. Like I, yeah. I really do. And considering her backstory, it just to me proves again, like the last thing she's wanting to do is dismiss chronic pain yeah, as somebody right. that lives with chronic pain. And she's been openly, like she's openly admitted she lives with anxiety too. These are yeah. crippling issues that you have to deal with in life. And she's obviously overcome. And I just, I don't know. I actually find the, the Goodreads system quite bullish in some ways yeah well, i mean every, from me. <laughs> every, everyone's got um you know their own experiences with these kind of things and 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 everyone's opinion is valid i'm just saying that she probably doesn't deserve to be slammed like she has for this probably no and the other thing that concerns me because this is not the only book that's been outcried is having these horrible undertones yeah um and especially in fantasy where I feel it is just an ideal way of exploring some really sensitive topics if you if it's done well I feel like publishers will not publish new authors if topics are sensitive if there's going to be so much political correctness and don't get me wrong I I'm sure that there are some books that really don't deserve or do deserve the outcry but there are some amazing books that I don't think should be censored either and I think this one was really well done yep Anyway. I agree. I, I really do need to read the second one. Yeah, I've, the um, second one's weaker. I think I said that in oh, the last it? author. Yeah, I, I felt it should have been a trilogy, and she talked about that at the Writers' Festival. Yeah, she did, yeah. Um, I really felt that there was enough world building and enough story that we really should have had a third book. I, I thought it all got wrapped up a little <clears throat> bit too suddenly. Okay. And there were some big questions that I felt were kind of – like they were still summed up, but I'm like – I could have had more depth to it. I think I would have enjoyed it with a bit more. Okay. Yeah, so mm. cut that duology, carve the mark, and the fates divide. Threads of fate, fates divide. Yeah, fates divide. Fate. Yes, yeah, so it's terrible. Um, I can't if you're interested remember. in reading it, it's the um, it's like a sci-fi type thing with people who have special abilities or uh, and curses at the same time. They're like yeah. two-sided the type thing. Yeah. And it's the current to their runs. religious through the planets and you know it's like the force kind of thing and it's related to their religious systems which is yeah. part of it yeah and it's a, it's a love story basically but um yeah and Great. a bit romeo I and Juliet-ish in the fact that they've got their yeah. fates and i i think it's a, i thought it was really unique it was great Mm. Yep. And I think don't look at Goodreads reviews. Just read it and make an opinion, an informed opinion yourself. And if you have a, an opinion of your own that you want to share with us, then you, yes. you're welcome to do that. Um, email us, contact at tntreetops.com, or you can tweet at us or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, we, yeah, we're interested in hearing what people thought of it. Um, and the other thing that uh, that she said during that talk was that um, about the uh, Divergent movies. So oh, that yes, was really yes. fascinating. So she, she said she was really, you know, she was very humble. Like she was thankful to yeah, the people who yeah. made the movies that allowed her to come to Australia for yeah. tours, for instance. That really changed her life, she said. And um, she was happy with the, the way the first movie turned out. But um, I think a lot of people would agree that the second movie wasn't that great. And she, she handled it very carefully. No, I don't think I did either. But I don't even know if I, if I, I watched there. the first movie. I did. Honest, but anyway. I did. I don't remember loving it, <laughs> which is terrible. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that was really interesting because she kind of said, oh, I really i am grateful that it happened and everything. But she didn't really like. The she had way different. She had different the opinions went to the it? way the was director. That, yeah, yeah, the director took the content. Yes. So I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any plans for Allegiant to actually 
ever get finished anything. No, yeah, never got finished. So mm. anyway, that which was is sad. Mm. And I also found out that she's like a supernatural fan, so therefore she's my favorite new friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, so so what, you're all around, you supernatural fans. I know. We're you're super- hiding in corners. <laughs> <laughs> You make it sound so dodgy. Well, I think when I hang out with you, all of a sudden it will come out. And I'm like, there's more of you than I realise. <laughs> yes. Um, so what else did we do at the festival? We, 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 had, we, met, a... we had, went and had dinner with some people on the YA day. We had yes. Oh, we had great time. cupcakes. I tweeted a picture yes, of the really cool cupcakes cups. with the book covers on them. We, had, we met Alison Goodman again at, at that um, YA day yep. on the saturday and um a few other great aussie authors that we listened yeah, to yes there were a couple of books that sounded amazing that yep. i put on my to read list that mm-hmm. will, god knows how long that will sit there for but yes one day <laughs> i will get around them yep um so there's there's after that's all blown over um september just flew by oh my god and also october, october is, is like by. flying yeah. so in november we've got a bunch of stuff coming up I know. in brisbane specifically so this is some of this stuff's also happening in other cities in australia so yep. look up your own uh you know favorite bookshop or whatever but we've got um supernova in brisbane mm-hmm. um the 9th to the 11th of november and you will be I will be volunteering, volunteering. again. Yep. I don't know where I'm going to be yet. I, I may be back with the authors again. I hope so. But um, Do you I could be anywhere. any preferences or not really? Yeah, you put in preferences, but okay. um, it just depends on where they need yeah. you to go sort of thing. So I've been almost everywhere now for all the different um, sections. So mm-hmm. I see where I end up. Uh, so there's going to be – Alison Goodman's going to be there and she's going to be selling ahead of its release date. By um, like two days or something, right? No, November 20. Okay, so – it's a couple of weeks before oh, the release awesome. date. Okay. Um, Lady Helen and the Dark Days I'll Deceit. I have to remember what is going on because it's been a long time, I feel, since I read. Yeah. It has been. It's been like two years. Has it? So that's yeah. why I can barely remember. I just yep. remember Tentacles. Yes. Yes. And, and Lord Carson. <laughs> and um, Not Enough I remember Kissing. Some Not Enough Kissing. Stuff went down at the end of the second book that was really exciting and I don't remember what it was now. No. And there was something about going to france or i don't know oh. all i know is i think i had a big theory about her and her brother being the good and the bad or something but i i can't remember what that is and i still don't know if it took okay. place it's going to take place i'm going to have to have like a super fast reread Flick through. Like, there's a few rereads that are going to be happening soon yeah. i think mm. yeah so anyway she's going to be selling that there the cover um, was beautiful yes mm-hmm. and both covers like oh, the american yeah. covers pretty as well so i prefer ours but yes they're both pretty <laughs> other authors are going to be there Lynette Noni, who is always there, but she's lovely, so come and visit her. Timothy Zahn wrote a load of um, tie-ins for Star, like you know, Star Wars, um, like books that come after the movies. Okay. Like there, there's a lot of he wrote a lot of those, so I'm sure he's written other stuff as well. But he's a sci-fi author. I've read a few of his things. Um, Maria Lewis, Sam. There's a bunch of um, Australian, Australian authors. authors. So yeah. Sam Hawke is um, a debut fantasy author. Mm-hmm. I've got her book. Which is called City of Lies, I think. Okay. I really want to read that before then. Amanda Bridgman is a sci-fi author who I read her Aurora series uh, a few years ago now, um, and I loved them. I haven't actually read all of them; only the first like three or something. But they yeah. were really good. Um, and Jodie McAllister, Carol Barrowman is John Barrowman's sister. Okay. Um, and they wrote a book together. 
which okay. is a fantasy book as well, and it looks really good, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but I will put it in the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to be there too because John Barrowman's coming back. Yep. I think he loves it in Australia. He always wants to be here. So, I mean, if you're not into those authors, there is also like a bunch of famous people coming, like Christina Ricci, John Barrowman said that, Dean Kane, who like oh, I yeah, thought yeah, was Superman. so dreamy back yeah. in the day, but now I'm like apparently he's not, not so the dreamy. nicest oh. person in the world. But anyway, oh. I don't know. I okay. don't know the details. Um, two of the leads from The Vampire Diaries. If you're into that. Ian Summerholder and Daniel Gillies. Mm. And there's like a bunch of other people. Yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie Wright, Ginny. Ginny Weasley from Harry Potter. Uh, Gareth David Lloyd, who's from Torchwood, mm-hmm. if you are have been watching that at all. So, yeah, that's on the 9th of um, – starts on the 9th of November. Awesome. Come to the convention centre. Uh, we've also got um, the launch of – uh, We've got Jessica Townsend's Wonder Smith. Wonder Smith, yeah. Finally, I feel like I only complained about that when we were out at dinner at the Brisbane Writers Festival. That as a fellow Queenslander, and she's only like an hour up yeah, from she's Brisbane the coast. Why has she not been doing any autographing sessions? I feel like my book should be autographed. Anyway, my wishes <laughs> come true. My complaint was heard by the universe, and now I must somehow make it. <laughs> yeah, so that's on the eighth of yeah. um, November mm-hmm. at St Rita's College. Yep, and we can buy. Wonder Smith there if we haven't already bought it because it comes out at the yep. end of October, just before Halloween, right? 30th, was it? 31st? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think she's um, she's doing like a bunch of different, um, you know, visits around awesome. the country. Mm-hmm. So if you have a look around that time, yeah. she'll be in Sydney and Melbourne and other places too. So check it out. And if you haven't read them, get onto it because yeah, considering, great. yeah, and it really is high caliber for a debut author, Yeah, I thought. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And the last one I have is Maria Lewis um, is launching her new book, which is The Witch Who Courted Death. Yep. Um, and Maria Lewis is a lot of fun. I think this is going to be – so this is on the, the 13th of November, yep. which and is actually more of a Tuesday grown-up night. One, right, because this is at a bar. Yes, this is at the <laughs> World Bar in the, in the in Fortitude Valley. So so, so this is for us older YA fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big kids. And she's going to have – a screening of I want to say the craft, but it's like a witchy movie. Like there's oh. some, it's like a Halloween kind of theme kind of thing. Okay. I think, and um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's cool. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a free event too. We will. I should probably look that up, <laughs> but I'll put links in the thing okay. in the notes. So check it out. Um, so all that in the first like two weeks of November, like <sighs> so crazy. So um. Anyway, we should probably talk about what we've been reading. Okay, <laughs> all right. So tell me. I have actually been reading, probably Yay. because I had assessment to do. So as per usual, I read instead. Um, so I think last time I was listening to the audiobook of Cruel Prince, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black, which I feel like I listened to on and off throughout the entire year because yep. I have borrowed it, you know, it's expired, I've borrowed it again, it's expired. Anyway... <laughs> I finally finished it. It really was good. I, I felt that it was going to be good. I yeah. persevered. It was excellent. Now I have to wait for the next one. It's Isn't it already out? Oh, no, the next one's not out. There was a like a, a not a full book, a little um, oh. novella that oh, came okay. out. Okay. But I'm waiting now for the next one and I'll read the novella to get me back into it. Yes. Um, I read Muse of Nightmares by Lainey Taylor, which I don't actually think is officially out yet. I'm pretty sure that was yes. a review. Or has it come out it now? It came out okay. last week, I think. I read it before it came out. Though, and it was amazing. And it's funny because I listened to the audiobook um, for the first one, and in my head, I just couldn't get 
the narrator's voice out of my head because that's Laszlo to me now. I just can't. I can't get away from it. So anyway, that's my little quirk. And I'm not going to talk too much about it other than to say I loved it because you are reading it as we speak. But I thought it was just such an amazing ending and I just loved it and wanted to hug it. And it took a while to get over that. Um, while I was reading that and I'd already finished the audiobook of Cruel Prince, I did the audiobook of Ice Wolves by Amy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. So that is definitely a middle grade book. Um, and that was fun. I mean, it's not on York or Nevermore standard of middle grade. It's okay. definitely not up there with Jacqueline Moriarty's Bronte Medalstone, but it was still good and it was still enjoyable. Quite simple, early middle grade, I would say. Okay. Um, I actually almost felt, you know, Caitlin at seven could probably stick with the storyline okay yep um so i liked it i didn't love it it's not as good as her ya stuff okay um and then i just did a really super fast read of wild card by mary lou gosh i hope i've got the right author for that i'm positive it's yeah, mary yeah, lou it's yeah the second one in yeah it's the second one, one in War- so it's a follow-up to warcross and yep. i really enjoyed warcross now look these books aren't deep and meaningful stories these are fast fun adventures like i think i read them both in like a day and that wouldn't be reading it sitting down full you know full on for the day i mean i'm just picking it up and reading it on my phone when i've got five spare minutes and they're just really fast and they were fun and um i don't think there's another one i'm pretty sure it must have been a duology because it wrapped it up quite tightly um i really enjoyed it it was great it reminds me a bit of ready player one now that i've seen the movie oh yeah Um, it's just that same sort of an environment like you know very computer game driven but in the future, it was good. So yes. So anyway, I've finished those and I have nearly finished going back to my whinging about um, Goodreads and bagging authors and overly political correct and stifling ideas in fantasy style books. I decided after meeting Veronica Roth that I was going to find some other books that had also been slammed and shut down, yes. which were when you read through past the original, you know, 50 billion liked one star reviews of political correctness, you then get the glimmers of all these five stars. This is actually an amazing book type thing. Yep. And I came across The Black Witch by Laurie Forrest, which I didn't know anything about. And I read these reviews and I was like, I'm going to make up my own mind yes. as to whether or not this is a deeply racist and horrific read of terror that just makes you upset at every page, which is what one reviewer specifically actually said every every part of it made her feel miserable and terrible and horrible and it was just so completely racist anyway i'm nearly finished it now it is actually an excellent book which i'm not surprised at yes it is dealing with the topic of racism in a fantasy setting all of the races are fantastical races the fae you know you know dragons lupine like they're not they're not current races but it is trying to very sensitively take political issues in america and explore those yeah and it's very well done and it's done in a you know a university like a magical university setting it's a fun story you know it is a good story i've really enjoyed it yeah you you think about things that you might not necessarily think about well, you're actually enjoying a story because it's still a magical university. Like, how cool is that? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Cool. I will be giving it more than a one star. That is for sure. Yes, I haven't come to the end. I'm really worried because book two is about to be released that the author and publishers are going to have bowed to pressure of yeah. some ridiculously 
poorly done Goodreads reviews that then 50 billion other people just decided to follow and say, I refuse to read this book about. She was a debut author. She did not fare as well as Veronica Roth. Really sad. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. There's a couple of others on the horizon too that are in a similar boat. Right. I will cross so, those so when I get there. Make up your own mind. Absolutely. Read the book yourself. Be intelligent because I'm sorry, if you just copy what somebody else says, that's not very smart. That's just being a sheep. Mm-hmm. Like really make your own mind up. Like it's fantasy, man. Yes, it covers some sensitive topics, but it's not done in a horrific or brazen way. It's it's making you, you know, it's about a young, naive, sheltered girl from a very dominant race mm. who goes to university and all of a sudden realises a lot of her deep-seated prejudices are really incorrect. Done very sensitively. Yep. Done very well. I, I don't know. I, I can't see what the horrible fuss is about. I guess the point with the low star reviews is that it's perfectly valid to make low star reviews as long as you're not personally attacking somebody or you know slamming a book so hard that someone else may well enjoy Mm. um take take bad reviews with a grain of salt and but i do think it's bullying if you give something a one-star review without reading it and say this is disgusting and racist like you you can't make that call off somebody else's review because that's their opinion that's right and if you do not finish a book that's a very I, I also think you need to finish it because sometimes like Carver Mark is a perfect example. You read a few chapters, sure it looks like the white race is considered wonderful, the dark race is considered evil, but you actually read the book and that's not the message that the author's getting across. It's really hard to make that judgment in three chapters. Mm-hmm. That's my piece of for the day. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so I love the Black Witch so far. Um, the other book I just started was Two Dark Rains by um Kendra Blake? Kendara Blake. Um, I've really enjoyed this series. So this is book three. It's yeah. going to be a quartet. Oh, um, right. Okay. Yeah. So there's thing. another one after this. Okay. There was some, it, it's gone a very different way than I expected. Book oh. two went very differently to what I expected it to go. And I don't know, there's something about, this is the first series I've written by that author, like I've read by that author. I've really enjoyed, I don't know, I really enjoy her writing. I find mm. it really easy. It's not fast-paced action, but it's mm. really enjoyable i'm i'm liking it so far okay. i'm about i'm about a quarter of the way through so i've still got a bit to go yes i've got them there to read i really need oh, to get onto they've it. got beautiful covers as well they do mm. yes and then once i finish that i'm very very excited i was so spoiled if anybody follows us on instagram you would have seen <laughs> but i without even knowing this book existed got a review copy of the slightly alarming tales of the whispering wars by jacqueline moriarty Yay! Now, we were both massive fans of the first book. And yep. the first book reads well as a standalone. I did not realise that there was more. The, did you realise that the there was slightly, more? Uh, I, did, I knew that there was a second one. So this is actually like a sequel. Yes, to it says book two in the, the kingdom of something. I didn't realise there was more about Bronte coming. But Well, I don't think Bronte is necessarily a character. My oh. gut is it's the yeah it's set in the world so it's a kingdom and empires book okay um yes and it is just a stunning cover so if you have a like i would say a nine to twelve year old um, child that it loves a good book 
this will be an amazing Christmas present because they are just beautiful, beautiful hardcover books. And if it's about a diff- different characters, then you probably don't need to have read the first book either. Yes, well, I'm not but... 100% sure because there are two other... It's been a year since I've read Bronte Metalstone and my gut says that there were there were a couple of orphany type characters that she meets on a boat. Yes. I can't remember. Yes. I'm wondering um, if these... The pirate with the pirates. Yes, and I think they might somehow link... Okay. to this i could be wrong they could be totally different kids they i seem to remember them being pretty cool characters so yeah be good. and they're just such yeah i'm just so excited because i just love jacqueline moriarty's writing yes. so I've, I've been holding off holding off till my final <laughs> exam which is done and once i finish this two dark reigns mm-hmm. i will be on to it yay okay and then you'll give it to me so i can read it too yes <laughs> okay excellent so what about you <clears throat> So I've actually been reading some things. Oh. Um, I read Carve the Mark, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I will try and get onto book two at some point. Mm-hmm. I read, so We Three Heroes came out by Lynette Noni's. That is part of the Arca- uh, the Majoran Chronicles. Yes, that's Arcane what I figured. Series. Because I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I'm like, actually, I can't read that because I haven't read the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't, this is a book of three novellas, basically. Yep. It's three stories about the sort of supporting characters yep and um you can't read it without reading the other books because there's spoilers for the books book three and stuff in it um so the new the the final book in the i think there's five now how many of them are there yeah well this will be book four if you don't include the Mm -hmm. the we three heroes as part of the series which i guess you can so it'll be the fifth book in the series um vardasia is coming out in next year i think it's like January, February next year. So this one kind of set up. It, it was it went into the past and yep. talked about the three kind of um, characters who are mm-hmm. Alex's friends, and um, and sets the, the the final book up kind of thing awesome. at the end. So it, it's kind of funny with those books of novellas, I reckon, because often they're they're kind of just a thing that the author wrote to support the main book that they weren't planning on releasing, and then all of a sudden. They sent it to the publisher to read, and the publisher went, "Oh, why don't we just release this? We can make some extra money." Yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to say bad things about it because it's a great read, but yeah. um, it feels kind of like you are learning about stuff that's already happened that you already knew about, kind yeah. of thing. Like I don't know. That's it, how I felt about the Sarah J. Mass one. After yeah, the, do you know what I mean? Is it yeah. Frost and Starlight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, Frost oh. and Starlight. Yeah. I hate I hate bagging her work because I normally love it, but that was really yeah, a bit too loved it up just, for me. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, it was, it was fan fiction. Really was. <laughs> it really but, was. She had that baby too close. Like she was just too loved up. Yeah, baby maybe. hormones. I don't know. Oxytocin release there. I don't know. <laughs> well, this uh, it was a bit like that, but but it's worth reading if you're a fan of the series. Yeah. And the series is is really good. So that's the Akane. Ralia, I can't remember all the names of them, but yeah, yeah, there's the Medoran Chronicles. Um, worth a read if you like fantasy. It uh, and a, a local author too. She's also Sunshine Coast. So awesome. Worth, she'll be there at Supernova. Um, I read The Magicians by oh, Lev Grossman, the actual you, book that did you the think? TV series. Okay, you've got so, me a bit hooked onto The Magicians. Oh, and Magicians I, TV series. I'm devastated so that Fillory is not an actual book. Actually, I'm less devastated after getting further through that series. But yeah. when I watched that first episode, I was like, is this based on a real book? Yeah. I want this. 
I want to well, read the, this book. If you haven't seen any of the magicians and you're interested in it, <laughs> it's like uh, so this people two people from the real like our world basically get sent to Breakbills, which is a magical university. university. It's a theme um, for our episode, like, isn't it? Basically <laughs> Hogwarts, but it's like a university. Yes. So they learn how to be magicians. And I think the the movie, like the TV show makes it seem really magical. Everything's wonderful. They, you know, they go through stuff and, you know, they do their little things and sparks fly and, you know, it's, and, and it's terrifying, like they the actual stuff that happens. They even have a game that's kind of, like, you know, they had that It's game. like wizard's chest yes. type thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is really hogwarty. Anyway, it's really good. But, but the book I felt. It's more about teen angst, isn't it? No, and no, no. And young no. adult. Not even that. It, oh, well, yes, I in a there way. there was a lot of that sort um, of, you know, 20-year-old that doesn't really well, know yes, what the hell they're doing with their life. It's because and... Quentin is, in the TV show, he's a little bit like this. But in the book, he's really whiny. He's yeah. like, he's always really angsty about everything. So, yes, you're right, it is about the angst. But um, it's more, I think the book is more exploring the fact that even though they have magic, they're magicians, being a magician is not so great like it's it's just you think it's going to be amazing yeah and it turns out that it's just another thing that you can do and it's not that great anyway and the whole the book just left me feeling like i should just read i should just watch the series because it was flat you know the characters were a bit flat it was mm. it was meant to be a really um i read i read a interview with the author and it was a while ago so maybe i've got the message wrong now Mm. but my take on it is he really wanted to explore how all these early huge fantasy ideas like narnia they're really actually poorly executed it's like you get magic and then you live happily ever after like you know you're kings and queens and that's not actually the way it would work yeah so there's a real crap that happens like when when you go into that's right that's right and so i think he was trying to kind of because it does fillery and narnia have a very similar vibe yes. about it and he 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 used that he, he said he he used that um and but he was trying to explore the fact that you know that was very one-sided writing that wouldn't probably pass muster yep. if released today and what could actually happen so it's meant to be a more okay. contemporary take on like a narnia and I, he linked it to something else and i want to say lord of the rings but i don't want to say lord of the rings because i it, don't think it is i think it was another series like chronicle of Narn- chronicles of narnia i just okay. can't think off the top of my head what it was well it, so, it was yeah. it was i guess it it wasn't like as engaging a read as I wanted it to be, partly because I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Because it's basically the first series of the TV show. Yeah. Um, and I'd already enjoyed the TV show way more than I was enjoying the books. So yeah. Mainly because the cast are so good in the in I love like um, Elliot and um, Margot are See, just they're my least favorite. So characters. good. Oh no, they're great. <laughs> I love them. And Margot's not in. Margot annoys she's not me. She's in the book. Okay, well, that's she's, why she probably annoys me. I feel like she's it. too much just comic relief. Like, yeah, but she is a little bit. And that gives me... In the book, she's got a different name and okay. she's a different kind of character. Similar kind of character, okay. but not the same. And The um, characters are really odd, really. Like, it's an oh, odd yeah. mix of characters to choose. Like, odd. I find... And I haven't read the book. I've only done the TV series. Quentin, I can see as the main protagonist. And I can see why they wrote the main protagonist kind of like that. Julia annoys me but i understand the whole point she's was, not in the book very much at all i don't know if she's in the second one she might be see okay well this is interesting and i don't mm. want to say anything because i don't want to spoil anything so we'll take this topic maybe offline but <laughs> yes. but i feel like 
she's she's like a big pivotal change and i just don't know i feel like they've well that makes sense too because i feel like they've tried to add storylines in for her yeah, they have, yeah. and i don't actually think that they work well, no i think that it's going on like all that well maybe we should talk about this later because it's not okay. going to make any sense to okay. anybody but but, but the anyway whole, um character of i can't think of his name the psychic the the empath the one that can hear penny penny is an odd character. Yes. Very odd character. It's very different in the and book Blondie as well. Blondie Girl. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> I can't remember any of their names. Um, I find them a really weird mix of characters. Alice. Alice. Yeah. They are a really odd group that they I don't are. actually think would ever be friends. Like, <laughs> this is this is a bit that I find really interesting. And I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just they've done the best they could in the TV show to link them together. Or if there's stuff missing from the books, or do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think why there is. are they friends? I, well, I don't actually understand. They're... They don't really like Elliot and Margot. Don't really. I don't even know why they befriend Quinton. Like they like normally people like that would get annoyed by somebody like Quinton. Yes, and he's not ma- He's not very strong magically. Oh, he is. He just doesn't use it I don't very know. well. I don't yeah, know. it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting show. And it's an interesting idea, but I love Fillory. I just love Fillory. The the whole idea of it is just great, and I love it. <laughs> anyway, I need to re- I need to finish watching it. I haven't yes. got all the way to the end yet. Are you going to read the next book? I don't know. I didn't love the first one, no. and I think maybe it's better. Just I to feel stick like to the I will just show. stick to the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Hate that, but you know, when, you know, usually when you re- watch TV shows and you go, "Oh, the book was way better. They left all I this know. stuff out." But it's in this one, it's the opposite. other way around. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. Well, I'll take it. Even though I just said two seconds ago, be intelligent, make your own opinion. <laughs> I think I'm going to say I'm going to take your opinion. And Have I led you astray? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, I'm currently reading *Muse of Nightmares* by Lainey Taylor, which we've all been waiting for for so long, and I'm loving it. I'm finding it hard to put down now that I've actually started reading it. Yep. So I, I will finish that in the next few days, I hope. Yep. Um, one thing that I did, I've noticed now that I've finished my uni course and I'm doing a lot more proofreading and editing of books is that she does a lot of head hopping. I don't know if you noticed that. What do you mean by head like hopping? Like within a scene, she'll be Jump talking about... different people. Yeah, she'll be talking about something that um, Laszlo is feeling and then she'll just go straight to Sarai and... And With I, those two, yes, there is a fair bit of that. I mean, I can overlook it. It's fine. It's just an, I, I'm most of the stuff that I am editing and what you know writing at the moment is, you know, third person um, limited, like just one person yeah. at a time. And to have the omniscient view is like really off putting. <laughs> I, I get anyway, what you're I saying. Love her, I love her writing. I feel anyway. the reason she's done it is because you need like her whole. I feel like the underlying message of this book is it's a message of hope and it's a message of, and you need to see inside someone's mind and maybe there is a more elegant way to do it. But I feel like that gets the message across yeah. and it gets the message across well. Okay. Yeah. I'll st- I'll, it's fine. Yeah. It's not a, you know, a deal breaker, but I just, no, I just, do know what you mean. Sometimes you're like, Oh, who, who, who's thinking this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And drop, jumping into people's dreams and things and stuff probably doesn't help as well. No. Because, yeah. <laughs> you never know whose head you're in then. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's dark. Like, I think the first one was pretty dark too, but oh. so I we See, won't talk much is, about it now. But if I, you... I'm just gonna, yeah, we'll talk about this more next time too. But, like, like, I don't know why no one slammed this book for being 
I mean, you could you could take the perception that this is a whole lot of racism and prejudice as well, but no one's jumped at this series. It's just <laughs> yes. hilarious. Anyway, that's a side issue, and it's not, by the way, prejudice. No. But it does explore well, it themes. But it does they... explore themes, and it does it in a very beautiful and sensitive manner, which is no different to some of the other books that have also been jumped on. Yep. Yes. I, there's no way to explain this series in like a two-sentence way. It? It's yeah. We'll it's like it there are angels, it. there are, you know, magic. We'll there's gods. No, you don't even. Yeah. You haven't even got to the end yet. We will review it when you are done. I don't want to spoil anybody. <laughs> no, you won't. But you, I don't want to say anything because you haven't got to the end yet. So okay. stuff happens. Well, if you if you love fantasy, go and read this. It's, it's good. good. The first yeah. one is Strange the Dreamer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to coming up. We've got a few books coming out that we we need to oh, read gosh, soon. Oh gosh, I didn't so even mention got, these. Okay, yeah. Wondersmith is out on the October 30th, um, and then the launch is a week later mm-hmm. um, in Brisbane. And we also have coming up Kingdom of Ash, which is the book Very seven. Final, isn't it? In isn't it the Sarah final one? It is the final, the finale. Oh, um, gosh, I don't think I can reread the Throne last one before that. I don't think I can either, but. Because I, I feel like I don't need to read Tower of Dawn. I need no. to read the one before that yes. again. Yeah, Empire of Storms. I if, maybe if you just read the last few chapters and to re-remember. And this is when I yeah. I remember at the end of that book, I was kicking myself for not ever reading any of her novellas because I think all the yes. novellas all of a sudden all accumulated. Yeah. All of the characters this big just orchestra, and people up. were like, "Oh my goodness, she's been planning this." And yeah, anyway. <laughs> so that's the twenty third of October, <laughs> which is only actually like a week away. That is not far off at all. Oh, my God. Wow. So, yeah, that's exciting. So between now and then, who knows, I'll try and read something small. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. So, yeah, that's what I've been reading. Is you that... have done a bit of reading. I I'm have. impressed. Yeah. Well, it has been like three months or something since we last talked about this oh, stuff. Oh, I can't so. believe it has been that long. It doesn't feel quite that long. Well... On a good note, I have finished my last piece of uni assessment Yay! ever. I don't have a job, but <laughs> and I still have to go to a lot more placement, but I have not a single assignment to write. Hooray. A single exam to sit, I'm done. Or more oh, reading. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness for that. Not that it ever stopped me reading anyway. Well, it did, but not as much as it should have. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think that's all we've... Um we've got for today so if you would like to send us any feedback tell tell us what you thought of um magicians or you know the other like veronica roth or whatever um you can email us at contact at com, or you can tweet at us at tea treetops or at oaken bookcase i'll also add you're welcome to completely slam my personal take on goodreads and giving <laughs> one star reviews because i'm okay with that everyone is entitled to an opinion as long as it's a well thought out opinion exactly okay so you can also find a list of all the books and other things we've talked about in this episode as well as all of our book reviews at the tea in the treetops blog tea in the treetops.com thanks so much for listening yep we'll talk to you again soon hopefully much sooner than last time (laughs) (laughs) bye bye